everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. We've got the team here and we're super excited to share some value with you. In Studio Insights, it is an opportunity for us to learn from each other, share with each other what we've been learning and ask each other questions so that we can become better practitioners. So we hope that you can learn through our conversations. Before we get into the episode, I'd just like to recommend that you check out our Creator Hub. It is incredible for instructional designers and learning designers. There are free templates on there. There is just so much value. So go check it out. There's a free storyboard template, which is particularly popular. So you might want to check that out as well. But for now, let's get into our Studio Insights episode. Kim, what's your question? <laughs> My question is for both of you, and it kind of goes off conversations we've had in previous episodes um, where we've been talking about kind of team cohesion and how working together stronger allows for better solutions and one of the things that I think is important is feeling valued as a team member so I was wondering what specific actions can another team member do to help you feel valuable um, I think asking for like your help your advice or your opinions on things it definitely works yeah. did you even need my help or did you just do it <laughs> <laughs> um wait i'm just want to you need to get it <laughs> <laughs> um i think being given like more responsibility for like certain tasks or something or being given like the opportunity to learn something new or help out with something that mm. you might not have done before. Them just saying nice things to you. Yeah. Words like of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Things, yeah, saying things that show they appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Oops. <laughs> 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 I think as well like when you know your team member trusts you and it's through things like for example we had a meeting today Kim that I I do them sometimes but I'm definitely not as experienced as you in doing them but you let me lead it even though like I know that you have way more skill in facilitating meetings but I can see that like you trust me to lead it and you let me like learn from any mistakes that I do make. And that makes me feel valued, like having that opportunity and knowing you have my back to and like trust what I'm going to do. So that's a big one for me. And even when like, I think before the meeting you had like reminders for us, but like you'll, you clearly say like, I know you would have done this anyway, but it's a reminder for both of us. Like just that sort of language was really nice. Mm. Like, it's not because I don't trust you. It's because, like, it's a reminder for both of us. And that's nice, like, language or way of putting it. Mm. I think our catch-ups as well, or, like, mm. just people doing check-ins with other people is useful because, like, you'll ask how we're going. And, like, every now and then we do proper check-ins where it's, like, job satisfaction, team mm. satisfaction, leadership, like, all of that. Um, and the fact that you're asking that, I think, means that you obviously value me because you want like to make sure that I'm happy with mm. whatever it is mm. 
actually taking action on whatever the responses are after that too. Because there's no point just asking if you don't actually care or mm. want to do anything. But I feel like you're always asking with like the intention to improve or change whatever might be like, mm. I don't know, give it, like we might have a lower number of response to something and you'll try and do something about it. Yeah. Mm. Which makes me think you want me to like stay and like mm. <laughs> work with you kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like you're really good with sharing feedback in general, but also like from the public. Like if we get nice, you might get direct comments and stuff from people who follow us and you always share that. Whereas you could just keep it to yourself and we might think oh, likes us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That is a big one, actually. Yeah, yeah. So there's always sharing that around. I think it's like similar to the help one, but like asking our advice on things. So even if it's things we wouldn't usually do, like it might be like a meeting that Vic and I would never be in. But like you say, like, what do you think if I said this? Like, what do you, how do you guys feel when you hear that? Mm -hmm. Like, no, respect our opinion and like our knowledge and what we know is nice. And I think just being human too. Like if you were just like directive all the time, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> deal with this. For me personally, like I need to have like a semi-human connection with the people I work with or I feel like they don't know me as a human and therefore <laughs> I move on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be my full human and be like, recognized for me. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> Can I probe a bit deeper if you're, um, you, <laughs> so what'd you say? It's a little bit noisy here. <laughs> it's not too, it's not coming by too, coming through too bad on this end. But you gotta keep in the middle of your little speaker thing because otherwise you cut out. <laughs> I don't want to see those foreheads too much. <laughs> Neither do the audience. Um, you spoke about words, like words of affirmation. I was wondering how people can say that in a way that comes across as genuine. Because it, sometimes it can feel a bit awkward to say like nice things, like you mean it, but it's also like, ooh, like, I appreciate you. And you're kind of like nervous saying it. So yeah, how can you say words of affirmation in a way that's genuine? Um, I think using like examples can be like when you're thanking them, it's not just like, thanks, I appreciate you, but you can be like, thanks, I appreciate that you did mm. X, Y, Z kind of thing. Mm. Um, because I think it's easy to just be like, oh, thanks. But if they tell you why they're actually thanking you, it's probably more genuine. Mm. Like yeah. Yeah. I think using like your own language as well, like not just saying something that you read off a <laughs> website or whatever. Like for me, if I've, if one of you have done a good job, I'll be like, oh, good on you, mate. Like that's incredible. But that's mm. how 
say like, wow, you did really well, Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like just like say it how you want to say it. Mm. Authentic voice. However random or weird that is. Yeah. Another one you brought up was gifts. What what do they look like? (laughs) If they are not monetary. Solid gold. Like I feel like for our team, it can be like lunches out. The fact that we go on mm. excursions. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? That's good. Having prospects, working at a. Yeah, like we've expressed that we wanted to do something, and like you paying for us to come and work together. Yeah. I think shows that you value us. <laughs> Flexibility. Like we can choose our working hours mm. and change them quite easily. Like we yeah. have something on, we can just work later that night or whatever. Mm. Oh. Audio. Yeah, audio is good. Yeah. Rostered day off. (laughs) (laughs) Flexibility of where we work. Like we can work from home if we want to. Hmm. Um, These are the main things. Yeah. I have one other follow-up one. Um, Hannah, this was specific to what you said, like in terms of putting you in a meeting and allowing you to learn from mistakes. Your example was the meeting, um, but that learning from mistakes. How can that be done so that you don't feel like you're failing? Like if you're naturally hard on yourself, right? And you're kind of like, I should have said that or I should have done this differently and you didn't do it to like, maybe you're comparing to me in Mm. that specific example where you're like, you've got more experience, blah, blah, blah. I didn't do it the way Kim did it. How, how can that be done in a safe space to learn from your mistakes so that yeah because if they happen I, I I don't know if they happen too frequently I feel like it can be like I'm shit now like you could probably get to that point in your head uh, I personally can <laughs> I, <laughs> I think um I think I definitely need to get the feedback because I obviously want to get better and get to a point where I feel like I'm at the level where I want to be. Mm. But it's pro- it probably is just the delivery of it, to be honest. Can you be more specific, please? You shouldn't have done that to me. You shouldn't have done that. And that was it. Like, And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> like everything I did was wrong. I'd be a bit like far out. That's annoying. Yeah. But if it was like you did this well, but like this could have been done better, like notice that you did that, do more of that, but like maybe next time try this, like a mixture. But then if there was nothing, obviously you need to tell me if it was all bad. I'll just have to deal with that. But it's like the delivery, like, yeah, I don't know. Your intent, I know your intent's always good. So it should always be fine. It's more anger at myself if I feel like I keep getting something wrong. Mm. and I also think as well like if someone like Kim if you value me as an employee you're not going to put me in a position to fail like really terribly at something yeah so true (laughs) if you suggest I go to a meeting or Hannah goes to a meeting and I'm like I don't want to do that I don't know (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing like you know that I can actually do it I might not do it like 100% perfect yeah 
but it's not going to be like I'm not going to crash and burn kind of thing mm. it's a matter of like making improvements mm. after that yeah it's not like you going you did a shit job like that was terrible it's more oh next time you can't like what you were saying with the delivery like I don't think if I think if you value someone you wouldn't put them in the position to do that yeah. badly that they're going to feel mm. failure forever <laughs> yeah love that that's cool Okay, I feel like this has been really good reflection. So thank you for sharing. I'm satisfied. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> and, oh, wait, you've got what you need, Kim? Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that specific feedback. I know what to continue doing and what to do more of and how to balance it and what's important to you. So thank you for your examples trying to be specific on my feedback right now <laughs> okay move on seven out of ten for that Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah was that genuine i don't know i said it in my way which is probably not planned but <laughs> right what's your question Zip? um mine's kind of a question but also more of, i just want to like just see you guys to have a discussion and try and listen <laughs> but it's to do with like written communication and language. So something that has come up, that keeps coming up for me is when I type emails, a lot of the time I type how I speak, like I say don't instead of do not and that kind of thing. And Hannah always picks up on it. And I hate changing, like I hate expanding, like I think they're called contractions, those words where it's like, mm. anyway, <laughs> you know what kind of words I mean though. Yeah. Um, and but I don't feel that, like, it's not just that I don't do it, but when she, like, corrects me, I just don't think there's a need to change it. Like, for me personally, when I read it, it doesn't come across, like, difficult to read or anything. But I know that she said it's come from you initially. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, here we go. The right way to do it is to, like, write in... Is it called written? Yeah, it's like written, written versus speech text. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't I, fully agree with it. So I just want to hear like your... Well, as we discussed, and I'm like, is it necessary for emails? But I'm like, it's still people reading something. So it's still the same thing. But yeah. I think we just made a decision at some point, and this is my memory of it, is we made a decision that to get into the habit of doing it for client projects mm -hmm. is that we would, or anything we write, except for social media posts, would be done in written. So probably that's where it's come from. Okay. I actually didn't even know that was the community post title, that we had a different <laughs> yeah. format for it. I, I actually, you know what? I am just thinking all, I'm pretty sure all our social media are written as well. I think we've just made a blanket decision as a habit for okay. ourselves so that when we're working with clients, when we write stuff, it's always written because yep. that's what needs to go into the e-learning or the, the job aid or whatever it is. And yeah. so that we don't become complacent in the QA perspective, because it can be easy to skim over don't or blah, blah, blah. It actually just helps us build habits so that we're not having to check for those things because we are just inbuilt to always write for written. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I, I think that's where it comes from. Like the storyboards and stuff. Mm. I've only- But you will be, so it's good to build the habit. And I also think people are reading emails. So it's exactly the same as someone reading e-learning. So to me, it's like the same importance. But why does it have to be written in e-learning? 
because the brain, there's like evidence to say that the brain can read better when the words are spelt out in, like they're not shortened in like don't. It should be like do not. And you might say don't in your head, but like it will be do not on the page. Okay. <laughs> I think what's happened over time, like, and I don't know the facts anymore, but it always back in the day before when we were in school, I was obviously you were a fetus, I was in school. Nah. <laughs> um, but before our time, it was very specific to written versus this is how things are said, right? And when they're said in written, such as a quote of someone saying a conversation in a book, that's when it was shortened to a conjunction is what you said. Um, and I think what's happened over time in the last maybe 10 to 20 years is that we've just become lazy and it's easier to do the speech stuff. So whether that rule is golden and the Bible or the right or wrong still to this day, I'm not sure, but that's where it's come from. And I just think that, well, we know because that like we have so many conversations around punctuation and that sort of stuff that punctuation and how things are written human beings have become lazy in that even down to spelling so it's about that's where we're trying to stick to the the style guide or the appropriate rules that are in existence so that we are spelling things right, proofreading is easier, all that kind of stuff. So that's where it comes from originally, but it may not be adapted to the times now, but I feel like for it does protect us as a team, make our lives easier if we just go, anything that we write is in written text. Mm. Doesn't make my life easier, but. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're a lazy person that I was talking about. <laughs> now, I feel like to undo the habit would be very hard. Yeah. I'm happy to keep it. <laughs> it's two versus one. Your opinion is not important to us. Not <laughs> Ask Kim, if I'm checking emails for Vic, should I be telling her to put it into written? And she has to do it. Do I have to do it? Because she told me to change it. She said no. Said no. <laughs> and I said, well, that's what we do. And she's like, I'm not doing it. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. So we, this is a performance management issue, it sounds like. So would you like to hold that live right now? But is it an expectation that we do written in our emails? Yes. I just think it's easier that we have a blanket rule. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of things that you don't like, Vic. No, don't. <laughs> and... This is just reversing everything we spoke about in the previous <laughs> response, I feel. <laughs> she no longer feels valued as an employee, that her opinion is not matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that, I knew when I asked this, I was gonna disagree with you. That's I can listen to your discussion. <laughs> okay, move on. Sounds like the, there's no problem to solve. You just have an event. No, I wanted to hear like why, like what the reasoning. Does that make sense? Yeah, Even if you don't agree with it, it's it's an actual like we've made a an informed decision for it to be that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, mine's uninformed, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> That's all. Thanks, okay. guys. <laughs> all right. On to the last question. My question is: it can be for both of you, actually. I'd like you both to think of strategies. 
So the question is, how might we, and this will be useful for freelancers, small business owners, for everyone who's listening, how might we manage as a small business or a freelancer booking out our time? So like we have, oh, this is not the thing explain well. <laughs> we'll fill up our time with like projects and often the projects that we have, they might get delayed or pushed out. How might we still thrive as a small business despite not having work during certain periods of time because projects have pushed out? What are some potential strategies? <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> okay, give us an example. I already is the passive income on our social media on YouTube. Okay. So, sorry, Hannah, can I just clarify? This is for others, not for us. Because I feel like my opinion, yeah, my opinion is we are doing everything within our control at this point yeah. to prevent that from being a challenge for our business. Yeah, so, so to learn from, because I'm sure there'd be other freelancers okay. and small business owners. Cool, because I was going to tear my hair out and be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> A lot of work around that so I think it'd be nice to like share that with other people what what you've done what strategies have been put in place to help small businesses or freelancers thrive in the instructional design industry okay if you join the freelancer mastermind I will give you all these secrets but I will tell you description <laughs> check it out do you have any Vic that you want to say before no well I was just thinking I wouldn't know if I had a business that I would <laughs> Yeah, immediately. <laughs> My strategy is just to work for someone else so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> That's a very good strategy. And I recommend business owners and consultants consider that for themselves. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you ask the question again? Sorry, Hannah. How might small businesses or freelancers manage time without any projects because the project's being scheduled? I mean, so you're not earning money for your time that day or that hour or that week or month. Mm -hmm. How might you do something yeah. to bring in an income? Okay, hold on. Uh, you could, yeah, so let's build on Hannah's one. You can have different, diversify your income. So you can get paid to speak, you can get paid to do guest posts, you can um, create a product and sell it for a dollar or a million dollars, you can create multiple products, you can offer coaching, um, you can do group coaching, you can do individual coaching, you can offer consulting hours or consulting days, you can, um, don't <laughs> distract me, I was on a roll. <laughs> um, it's like it just shows how incredible you are as a coach people need to sign up for that freelance <laughs> thank you um any options that's just one aspect mate um you can so then there's like yeah guest post blogging there's like but it's paid go on podcast you can create videos and social media posts if you create videos on youtube if you do them well enough you can start to monetize um, you can create a cohort, you can create an online course, you can have a subscription-based community, 
you can um, get a side hustle, you can jump on Fiverr, you can go on Upwork or any of those and look through job, uh, like, what do you call them? Like task advertisements that you're able to earn money from because you have that skill set. You can also create a profile on there that um, allows you to say, these are my skills. If you need help in this, this is my offer. You could reach out to your existing contacts and tell them that you've got a gap in your schedule and that you like, would they need help and give your price list attached to that? You could reach out to existing people or people that you have contact and or people seeking help and saying, hey, this is a, an expertise of mine and I can support you with feedback or helping you take it to the next level, obviously charging for that. Um, you can do posts on social media with your price thing saying, I have time booking my calendar. You can book me for this, 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 as in like one hour, five minute phone call. Like I'm not joking when I get to this time zone, like in terms of like a five minute phone call, you can have me for $10. A 30 minute phone call is $100. Um, uh, one hour is this, two and a half hours is this, half day is this, one day is this, a week is this, uh, a month ongoing recurring kind of fee for this many of hours is this fee. So basically anything that you can present yourself and share your knowledge and add value and transform someone from where they're currently at to um, their desired future result, you want to paint that picture for them and say, for this amount of money, I can get you there. I think that's enough for right now. Oh. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably heaps more. And I think if they're from there, just go Google. That's incredible. Thank you, Kim. That was very generous. And I feel like that has to be like snippet. <laughs> video because that is so useful for people that's insane all right that's great <laughs> Dude, did yeah, that stimulate any ideas for you guys though because then you can share some ideas for the people as well anything that would ever <laughs> be a possibility in my brain <laughs> online surveys <laughs> oh yeah there you go there's like a, what is it userinterviews.com there's like lots of things where you can complete surveys and get one dollar or 50 cents or like 70 dollars for completing surveys um, yeah medical trials oh medical trials <laughs> wouldn't recommend it, we were gonna do go oh what was it on something i can't remember you just have to be in hospital and they like <laughs> sounds great you can mow people's lawn you can do babysitting you can fucking do so many things incredible all right well what an incredible episode team yeah well done high fives everyone <laughs> well thank you everyone for tuning in don't forget to check out the creator hub there is so much value on there you can find it in the link below so check it out hopefully we've and demonstrated the value in today's episode and if our free products are like our videos they're freaking epic so imagine if our free stuff is this good then our paid stuff is next level times infinity so you should check out our human-centered design stuff because then you'll be like us and 
honestly, it changes your life. So go do it. <laughs> there you go. That's in. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing now. I've lost all capacity to function as a human. <laughs> you fried my brain. Great. <laughs> all for the next episode of Studio Insights. Oh god. <laughs> You can leave this in, Hannah. <laughs> What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Belvista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us, basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, Could I Be a Better Instructional Designer, that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, Aren't we cute? That's us. Um, but we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically, they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.